With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome in to Best on the Board, presented by BetMGM here at The Athletic. Michael Beller, Andrew DeWitt, here with you on this Monday as we are just about wrapped up with the wild card round of the playoffs. One more game still ahead of us. Rams and Cardinals will round out, put a bow on wild card weekend, and give us a full look at the divisional round picture next week. So we are going to take a look at that game and also the three matchups that we already have set for the divisional round. DeWitt, how was this weekend treating you? Oh, it was a pretty good weekend. Got to visit family in Kansas City. Got some really good barbecue. Mm. Watched the most of the playoff games around my travel schedule. So that was good. <laughs> and uh, won a couple bets. I think we had Bengals. Both of us were on the Bengals last week. Yeah. I think pretty comfortable game that wasn't sweating too much. The refs definitely like mm-hmm. gummed up that game for sure. <laughs> and then, Just a little bit. Yeah. And then I think we both were on the, the Bucks against the Eagles. Um, and so, yeah, it's a pretty good weekend. And um, I think... This next set of games to me is like way more interesting than this weekend. Just oh yeah, maybe it was because the the seven seeds weren't very good, but mm-hmm. I mean I think these games are I mean great, and I think I'm really looking forward to this Cardinals Rams game tonight because I just think it's going to turn into a complete shootout and it's to be super entertaining game. Yeah, I've got takes on every game that we've got ahead of us, but you could basically mix these games up, pull winners out of a hat, and I would totally buy it. Like, basically every game going forward, I buy Rams or Cardinals as the winner of this game. You could tell me the AFC Championship game is Titans-Chiefs or Titans-Bills or Bengals-Chiefs-Bengals-Bills, whatever, and there's it's plausible. Every single path we have forward now at this point to me, totally plausible, and I think that's going to make for a really fun divisional round. Um, let's take a look back, though, at last week. As you said, we were both on the Bengals a week ago. We were both on the Bucks For the picks we actually made for the record on this show, 2-0 apiece for both of us. Your picks for the record a week ago here were Bucks minus 8.5 and, and Bucks eagles under 49.5. Both of those came through. For me, it was Bengals minus 6.5, Chiefs minus 12.5. So a good start to the playoffs for us on this show for the full season. You're sitting at 16 and 14. I am at 19 and 19. So definitely have a uh, very uh, plausible path also to some big profitability for us on Best on the Board here this season. Let's get things starting here, DeWitt. As I said, we want to wrap up the wild card round first. So tonight, Rams. Cardinals. It is a spread that has been basically living in this three to four and a half range uh, ever since it was set more than a week ago. We've got Rams minus three and a half and a total of 49 and a half as we sit about nine hours from kickoff when you and I are recording this episode of Best on the Board. I'll let you take this game away first. Frankly, I still, with eight days of uh, thinking about it, I still am not feeling confident one way or another on this one. So I think this game is fu- could be a really fun live betting game because mm-hmm. I, I'm I like a, we've talked about this game three times on this podcast now and I don't, I still have no good feel for it. I yeah. do know the Cardinals are six and zero straight up as underdogs this year. 
I know that their 6-0 against the spread as underdogs this year. I know that the Cardinals could come out and like be a different <laughs> team than they were the last three weeks of the season. Maybe they flip that playoff switch and they have something there for us. I also know that they could come out and be totally flat. And I mean, I think one bet I kind of would like to play pregame is maybe like first half Rams money line because I think mm-hmm. they'll come out and take care of business. Like if that's going to be the game script, then that's going to be the game script. Um, but I think this could be like a really good like live betting opportunity. If, if you see the Cardinals come out and they're they're not doing the same silly things they were doing on offense at the end of the year, they're not struggling, they're moving the ball, Kyler's running, they're kind of like taking advantage of the Rams' defense. I think it could be a really good like live betting situation if you can pay attention to kind of like the trend in the first quarter. Like similar to last night's Chiefs-Steelers game, the Chiefs started terribly. They couldn't do anything on offense. They just looked yep. all out of sync. But at the same time, you knew Ben Roethlisberger was not going <laughs> to do anything in that game. So... It was a really good betting opportunity. I mean, it got down to like minus four, four and a four, half at yep, BetMGM yep. last night. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely betting that. I was actually looking for the spread of, which is kind of degenerate, but like looking for the spread <laughs> of the 49ers uh, Packers game to see if it was posted yet. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, there's that line. I'm going to take that line really quick. So, <laughs> Yeah, I- I'm with you on that. And it's it, what you said about Kyler running is really what I want to see first and foremost um, about this game tonight because it's a totally different offense. We know that this offense, when Kyler is – it's almost it's I don't want to say it's less about him actually running as it is about the threat of him running but I think that's equal when teams know that Kyler's not a huge threat to run as he wasn't when he was coming off of injury uh in the uh that part of the season where they started struggling as you mentioned it's a totally different offense and it is even compounded by the fact that there's no DeAndre Hopkins you have no Hopkins to worry about if you don't also have Kyler as a run threat to worry about this Arizona offense that was rolling up 30 point games like it was nothing early in the season becomes a much different group and so we I want to see Kyler being able and just as importantly willing to run the football before I feel very good about the Cardinals in this game. And just the way these two teams come into the playoffs, uh, you know, like it's funny to think about the the Rams having won five of their last six games going into the playoffs because it just didn't feel like the Rams. It didn't feel like what we expect from this team. They uh, lose that game in the final week of the regular season to the 49ers after having the 17-point lead. Uh, They squeak out a game against the Ravens in Week 17. They squeak out a game against the Vikings in Week 16. Like, they're winning these games, but they're not doing it in a manner that we feel like the Rams should be doing it. So I just feel like it's hard to get a feel still for this game. I'm not playing anything before it. I just don't feel confident enough in it. And that's that's part of gambling, right? We don't have to play everything. Sometimes the discretion is the better part of valor and the best bets we make are the ones that we don't make. Live is going to be interesting to watch, but I just like I just I don't know. I was feeling the Cardinals a little earlier this week, but with how uh, how up and down they were toward the end of the season and more down than up, I just don't feel confident doing anything with them before the game. And I feel the same way with the Rams. I want to see how these teams look for a possession or two before I really put anything down on it. Yeah, I was looking at the, the touchdown. I think one kind of prop bet that I would look at is Zach Ertz to score a touchdown. He's plus 250. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyler's been looking at him like every single – like he's had 10-plus targets, I think, or 9-plus targets the last four weeks. So I, I just think that's like a good value bet in a game that – the mm-hmm. total is at what 51 49 and a half it's 49 and a half. you know it's pretty yeah. ha- it's a high total so i think you know i think Ertz to score a touchdown is like a fun prop bet if you're looking for something that small wager if you just want to have something on the mm-hmm. game not that yeah, you have the, to but 
Right, right. There's, uh, I think, you know, looking at looking at the Rams side of things, um, you know, Sonny Michelle's going to have some interesting props. Cooper Cup's receiving prop, always something they are going to want to take a look at with just how integral he is to that offense. Um, but the sides, man, the sides in this one, really tough to get behind. And it's going to be fun to see whoever wins this game where they open up against the Buccaneers next week. Because, yeah, right, the winner that we already got – Packers and 49ers set. Winner of this moves on to take on the Buccaneers. Another team that, uh, sort of like the Rams, had a Ramsian finish to the season where they were mostly taking care of business in the win-loss column, but just not doing it in ways that we are accustomed to and not doing it in ways that we would say is, you know, the A-plus, here's what the Buccaneers look like when they're at their best. And so it'll be interesting to see wherever uh, this line opens up, no matter who the opponent is for the Buccaneers next week. It's a live betting game for us here on Best on the Board. All right, so Let's get ahead to the divisional round here. This is uh, these are three games where I actually do have uh, much stronger takes than what I have on Rams and Cardinals. We're just going to take these in chronological order. Saturday afternoon, first game of the divisional round is Titans and Bengals. The Titans three and a half point favorites in this game, forty six and a half the total. Titans are going to be getting Derrick Henry back for the first time in more than two months in this one, coming off of that foot injury. We were talking about this before we got going. Different opinions. Let's hear what you think about this matchup. Uh, this is one I, I circled like right away. Uh, as I was waiting for the line to come out last night. As soon as the, you know, they started, po- po- they actually posted this line before the game even ended last night, which I always mm-hmm. think is funny that the sports books like well, like to get ahead of it and then they'll just cancel the bets if they don't. But uh, the Titans, I bet them at it was two and a half originally at a couple books, and I just bet it really quickly, and then it was at three. Now it's at three and a half, but it's shaded towards the Bengals on the Jews at three plus three and a half. If you want to take the Bengals, so I'm taking the the Titans here. Um, Jamar Chase looked like he might have tweaked his uh, – had an injury like right before that game ended. Um, so no one was really talking about that because everyone was too busy celebrating the Bengals won for the first time in like 30-plus years. Uh, their defensive line had a whole bunch of injuries, and they're not great against the run anyway. So I think this is just like a bad matchup for the Bengals. And like as I wrote in like our sports betting preview on the site, I you know, the Bengals – are kind of this team that no one paid attention to. And then suddenly everyone's like, oh, they beat the Chiefs. They won the AFC North. You know, they kind of get this like yeah. momentum going in the playoffs and you start yeah, paying attention to them. Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, we've seen these players win a national title together. I just think that like the, the Cinderella story kind of ends this week. And I think there's great things ahead for the Bengals as a team. I just think the Titans will take care of business coming off the rest, getting Henry back. I think that um, the, the Titans are just like better coach team than Zach Taylor. He's a little inexperienced. And I just think they're going to take care of business. Like, the Titans have been in the playoffs three straight years. They've been in the situation, like, so yep. many times right now. And they know how and to win the ugly. championship game. Yeah, and they, they know how to win ugly. They know how to win pretty. They know how to win all kinds of ways. So I just – I really think Tannehill will take care of the ball because he, I think Tannehill will know that the only way that the, the Bengals will really beat them is if the Titans shoot themselves in the foot. So I, I just like the Titans at I – t- I bet it at minus two and a half last night, minus three, but it's at mm-hmm. three and a half right now. I think, you know – Fire away on the Titans at three and a half if you want. I think it's a good line. It may, if Chase, like if there's news that comes out that those Bengals defensive linemen are out and mm-hmm. Chase is hurt, then like I think that line's going to go to like four, four and a half. But yeah. we didn't see a lot of point spread movement last week on these spread at all because the, there's so much money being bet on these games. Right, right. I think that's something to take into account here. And, you know, I, I like the Bengals in this spot. I think that this is uh, uh, just a little bit too many points, maybe half a point too much here. I would have had no interest in this at two and a half. I think you make very good points about the Titans. And I think the most con- the most convincing argument to me about why the Titans win this game is Mike Vrabel versus Zach Taylor. And that's not, that's not 
supposed to be a knock on Zach Taylor. It's more of a building up and celebrating of what Mike Frabel has done to this point of his coaching career and the experience that he is imbued with as he goes into this game. He has won some big playoff games. He has lost some big playoff games. He's won playoff games that he wasn't expected to win. The Titans have won playoff games where they've been underdogs going into that that run to the AFC Championship game. They were dogs in both of the games that they won before they ultimately got knocked out by the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, a game that they held a lead in early in the for, for most of the first half, right? So, I mean, this is a team and a largely a personnel group with the carryover they've had from year to year that has been in these spots and understands these spots. So I think that's really where the Titans' advantage comes in. I just love what we've seen from the Bengals. And I think, you know, the the late season um, acknowledgement of what this team is, is definitely something I think that you want to almost hold against them, as you were saying. But to me, it wasn't just, oh, my God, look at what the Bengals are doing. It was those back-to-back games, the games against the Ravens where they just crushed them and Burrow put up 525 yards. And then that win over the Chiefs where they come back and Burrow has another great game and Jamar Chase basically locked up the Offensive Rookie of the Year for himself. To me, that was less of a late-season realization of what the Bengals are and more of a culmination of the team coming together and uh, realizing their potential and then taking that into the playoffs. We all know coming into the season, you know, the Bengals were a chic, trendy, upside sort of play to win the AFC North to make the playoffs and to maybe be a sneaky, dangerous team once we got to this point of the season. I think that's what they became in those two weeks. They, they realized that potential and became that team. And so now they go into this game not as a late-season frisky team that has already reached its peak and is you know on the uh, downturn before we realize it, but more as a team that hit its peak at the right time and is a true contender and will be for years to come. The Titans, you know, Derrick Henry right now is still just a theory. We know he's going to play in this game, but a big back, a foot injury, what he's going to bring to the table for them, still just a theory for us until we actually see it. And we know that while they were grinding their way to a bunch of impressive victories without Henry and without A.J. Brown for some of that time, that offense was anywhere between eh and truly bad. And if that doesn't change, I think they're going to have a much harder time beating the Bengals than they did some of these other teams that they beat in the regular season without Derrick Henry. So I like the Bengals to keep this one close. I think that's why they keep it within the three and a half. This is a bet that I have yet to make, but I do think I will make. I'm not sure there's a ton of urgency to make it right now. You talk about the chase injuries. You talk about the defensive line injuries. I kind of want to get good news on that, even if it means it coming down to three. Uh, before I just fire this, because obviously things look a whole lot different for the Cincinnati team if we're talking about a compromised Jamar Chase. Yeah, I would wait. I would wait, and I—I I mean, it looks like it's gonna. Pretend, I mean, it looks like it's gonna jump between three, three and a half all week. So I think. Yeah. And, I, and there's no way it goes back to two and a half. I don't think. Yeah. Like that I, number I was out there for like, literally <laughs> like less than yeah. ten minutes at one book that I saw it at. So it it was yeah. quick that they went to three. So. Yeah, I'm with you. There's, uh, I like the Bengals. Uh, like, it's almost certainly a bet I'm going to be making, but I'm not making it today. There's just not a ton of urgency to grab three and a half now because suddenly it's going to go away. If anything it's going to be a little bit more in your favor. And if it is more in your favor, it might be for reasons that you suddenly don't want to bet the Bengals anymore. So I like the Bengals as we sit here on Monday morning, but it's one I'm going to let marinate for a little bit before I actually fire it. This next one, uh, one that I may be not going to be waiting for too much longer. Packers, five and a half point favorites against the 49ers. 47 and a half the total on this game. 
Uh, 49ers have done a hell of a job to get themselves to this point. A, a great second half of the season, a great way to manage their injuries and negotiate all the different sets of personnel that they had to deal with because of injuries to basically every key player in the offense going all the way back to week one and Raheem Mostert injuring his knee and just taking all the way through the end of the season. For me, this is the team where it's been fun, it's been great, it's been very impressive to get themselves into a situation where they are one of the last eight teams playing football this year. It ends against the superior Green Bay Packers. I like the Packers minus five and a half. Yeah, I'm on, I'm, I almost agree with every point there. I think I really like the Packers in this game. It isn't like it's a weird spread because it's five and a half, five is like this no man's land and get, like yep. sports spreads basically and NFL spreads. And football so it's interesting spreads, that yeah. they put it there. Um, I, I mean, the one like I was leaning and looking at this number is like leaning towards the under. It, it mm-hmm. opened at 48 and a half and now it's at 47. It's going to be cold. Don't know how Jimmy Garoppolo's thumb is going to react to the cold because mm-hmm. that's another thing. Like when we were talking about Aaron Rodgers' toe earlier in the year and the cold weather. So that's something I'm going to keep an eye on. And another thing is like if the Packers get the lead, I honestly believe that like LaFleur loves like slowing it down. And I think this yeah. is something that Aaron Rodgers puts up with. I don't think he loves it. Because I think he would love to go for like the kill shot and just like in the game, but like they just the Packers once they get that lead, they just love marinating the clock down. They don't snap it until five or six seconds left in the play clock. They really play really slow once they get a lead. So and they're conservative. So I I, I like the I like the under in this game. It, it'll be interesting to see like what the weather report comes out as if the wind picks up. It's supposed to be like. 10 degrees at kickoff. It's supposed to be really I mean, cold. Yeah. So, well, I, I mean, mean, January 20, whatever in Green Bay. Yeah, what do you expect? I mean, no one's, surpri- <laughs> no one's surprised by this, but I think the 49ers kind of do live in that nice, oh, it's warm all the time. Hot, and it, mm-hmm. it affects them. I think it really does. So, I like, I like the Packers on this one, and I like the under, and we'll see how yeah. the spread reacts. I don't think there's going to be any injury news in this game that would shock us. I didn't think it, I, there was mm-hmm. nothing in that 49ers nothing game yesterday. 49ers, and, yeah. and Debo looked, I mean, Debo was just like a x-factor in terms of making that team be a lot better um all the way around and but at the same time you saw why the 49ers wanted to pick trey lance and trade up for him because Mm -hmm. jimmy missed several throws yesterday that kind of you know let the cowboys get back in that game before both coaches decided they didn't want to like effectively play football at the end of the game (laughs) right look no one no one expects jimmy garoppolo to go out and you know outplay aaron Rodgers or to put up an aaron Rodgers style of line the 49ers don't need that to win this game but they sure as hell need more than 172 yards 5.8 yards per attempt zero touchdowns and one interception out of jimmy g if they're gonna win this game that's just the bottom line you're not beating the packers with that performance from your quarterback you just aren't doing it no one's doing it Right? If the Packers win this game, excuse me, next week, you know the Buccaneers aren't going to beat them in the NFC Championship game if they get that style of game out of Tom Brady, or if they're playing the Bills in the Super Bowl, or the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, or the Titans. Like Ryan Tannehill can't 172 yard and 5.9 yards per attempt the Titans to a victory over the Packers. Like you're not beating the Packers like that, and I'm not sure there's enough here for the 49ers to do it. I just don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo to come out with that efficient. Of a game, right? It's about the efficiency. It's about not turning the ball over, not giving the Packers extra possessions. I mean, that's why the Cowboys got back in that game because that that interception from Jimmy G gave the the Cowboys a quick extra possession with a short field. And you're not beating the Packers if you do that. And so you really need to see Jimmy G take care of the ball. He doesn't need to throw for 303, but he probably does need to throw for like 250 and one. 
And I don't know if I trust him to do that against this Packers defense. I don't know if I trust him to be able to keep up with Green Bay offensively. We talked like we talked about this so much with Dallas at the end of the season that when a, when they threw out an A plus offensive game, they looked like they couldn't be stopped. But we saw it so infrequently, and we've seen that from the Packers now, you know, week in and week out for months. It just doesn't seem like anyone. It seems if if someone knocks off the Packers this year, it's going to be someone who is able to keep up with them offensively, not someone who slows them down with their defense. I just really feel like that's going to be the case. And so I look at the 49ers as a team that I'm not sure they can fully do that. They're going to have to dominate the game on the ground. They're going to have to get big games out of Elijah Mitchell. They're going to have to get a big game out of Debo Samuel running the ball the way they they did against Dallas. And they're going to have to make this a game that is played in the low to mid 20s. I just think that that's really the only way the 49ers can win this game. And with the way the Packers are going, getting that bye last week, I feel like they end up winning this game by more than a touchdown. One quick point is, like, does Kyle Shanahan have a closing game issue out? Like, Because <laughs> this has happened in a Super yeah. Bowl. This has happened a yeah. few times. Like, they, they had that game comfortably in their hands yesterday until oh, yeah. they made some mistakes. Like, why are you letting Jimmy G throw the ball if you don't feel comfortable with him making mm-hmm. that type of mistake? So, yeah. I, I – it's just like it's just weird to me that he's had these issues so many times. You know, closing out games, Super Bowl against the Chiefs, they didn't close that game out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just it's a trend that's starting to grow a little bit with Shanahan. And I'm I'm a big believer in Shanahan. I think his offense is awesome. And but yeah. it's just it's interesting that it keeps happening several little times in these big games. If there's any silver lining for Shanahan, I don't know if he's going to have an opportunity to close this one out. Fair enough. <laughs> I think this is ultimately a game that the Packers uh, just really control from start to finish. I'm on board. I'm on the record. Give me the Packers minus five and a half in this one. Uh, next game, the third game that we still have set, uh, probably the matchup of the week on paper, regardless of what happens in Rams Cardinals and who ends up going on to play the Buccaneers. And that's Chiefs Bills. Minus two and a half uh, are the Chiefs. 53 and a half is the total for my money and for a lot of people's money. DeWitt, this is the AFC championship game. I feel incredibly confident that the winner of this goes on to the Super Bowl. Much more confident in that than I am in my bet for this game individually. Because you know, this is what we this is what we thought we were getting all season. We thought we were getting Chiefs. Like this was the AFC Championship game. We all penciled in before the year because of the way things broke. It is not going to be an AFC Championship game matchup. Instead, it's an AFC Divisional Round matchup. But I feel very, very confident that whoever wins this beats the Titans Bengals winner and moves on to the Super Bowl. I'm leaning Bills. I'm leaning Bills because they're getting points. If this were in Buffalo and it was Buffalo minus two and a half, I'd probably lean Chiefs. I think these are two very evenly matched teams, two teams that know each other pretty well with the fact that they've been winning their division and playing each other regardless of the schedule cycle over these last couple of seasons. I think the Bills just have a little bit more juice on their side, but give me the points. That's why I'm going Bills here. I think it's going to be an awesome game that lives up to the billing. Yeah, I think this is the fifth time that they've played in the last two seasons, so or fourth time in the last two seasons, which is a lot. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're For, trending towards yeah. division games yeah. there. Um, early this season, they played each other in week five. That was when the Chiefs were just on their terrible. They couldn't get the offense going. They were turning mm-hmm. the ball over 19 mm-hmm. times in whatever mm-hmm. six weeks it was. Uh, the sa- It's the same exact spread, two and a half points. The Chiefs are favored. And, like, the recreational gamble will be like, oh, that's like the home field advantage. I mean, I think the books have started reducing the home field advantage, like closer Definitely. towards two or one and a half points. So that's interesting to me. I will say, like, looking back at that game, I kind of went back and looked through, like, the drive charts in that game and, like, kind of what happened in that game. I think the Bills played one of their best games ever in that game. Like, they had a great game. They turned Mahomes over four times. They had four turnovers. They had just, like, 
they played probably one of their best well-rounded games on offense, defense, in like the last two or three years. Like we've seen the Bills kind of come into a crescendo here. And then they kind of had that midseason slump after that game. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's interesting. It's like the re- one reason I would lean towards the Chiefs is like I don't know if the Bills can repeat that performance they had on Sunday Night Football. That game was over like in the middle of the third quarter. And like they just dominated that game on both sides of the ball. I think they had a good special teams play as well. So I think it's just interesting to see like how the Bills come out and Arrowhead, but I don't think they're afraid of like going into Arrowhead. I don't think they're afraid of playing on the road. They're definitely not afraid of the cold weather. They're that team is like well oiled at this point. Like they are ready for every situation. They're ready to win a Super Bowl. So I think, mm-hmm. I mean, I think this is the best game of the playoffs. Like could looking be, at yeah, even yeah, like right? could be the, the matchups. Like you know, Cardinals like Cardinals Bucks or you know Rams Bucks or we get a Rams. I mean a Rams uh, a Bucks. Packers rematch would be great in the NFC title game in, in Lambeau, but I mean I think this might be one of the best games of the playoffs all year. Yeah, and I, I think, think it really, these are, I think these are two of the three best teams in the NFL along with the Packers. Yeah, and I think the the odds like shake out to say that because the Bills yeah. and the Chiefs are you know the Chiefs are uh, four to one to win the Super Bowl. The, the Bills are plus five fifty right now. The Packers are the favorite at plus three seventy five. Um, yeah, I mean yeah. I think the odds reflect that. I think it is interesting. The books are, they're basically telling us that this is the books consider this the AFC championship game too. Yeah. And the, the Titans are like eight to one right now. So it's, yeah. <laughs> and that's for a team that, you know, they're playing the Bengals. They're, they're uh-huh. favorite at home. They're coming off the bye. They're getting their best yep. player back. They're probably getting their two best players back. Like AJ Brown's probably just now getting healthy ish. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think fully healthy. I don't yeah. think any of them. I don't think any of the Titans like offensive weapons have been fully healthy since mid season. So yeah, um, that's why I, that's but that that's why I'm afraid of them because like we don't know that they're ever going to be healthy until you know next year's training camp. Right. right? That's why I'm afraid of them. That's why I'm afraid of Derrick Henry with that foot coming back. And I don't know. Getting back to Chiefs and Bills, like this, just this. I I think it's it's hard to say that this game's going to turn on any one individual thing. These are great teams, great quarterbacks. Great coaching staffs, a ton of continuity over this three-year window where they have both been among the year-in, year-out best teams. They know exactly what they want to do. They know each other well. They're able to do what they want to do very well. Like, this is truly, this is insanely trite to say, but this is truly one of those games where it's just, it's going to come down to whichever team does what they do better. Like, I don't think there's, I don't, I don't know if there's one matchup one x factor we can highlight on in this game because of all the factors that go into making these two teams what they are and making this matchup what it is that it really is going to ultimately come down to the team the, the winning team is going to do what it does better than what the losing team gives out and that's why i just like the points that's why i like taking the points in this spot and that's why i'm going uh with the bills obviously like two and a half is a is a is a fun line on this game because it it makes taking the points a little bit less meaningful Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just unlikely that it's a one or two point game. Uh, but still, that's just where I'm going to end up laying my chips. And I just think that I think when when both these teams put it all together, there's just a little bit more on Buffalo's side with the way these teams are constructed this season. And that's why I go with the Bills. Yeah, I think that's that's all. I mean, this is when we were kind of talking about how the, the five and a half point spread in the, the Packers game doesn't really matter that much because unless mm-hmm. it goes to six or goes down to like three and a half, it's like. The key number here is like getting that half point or go, if that spread jumps up to three is so critical in this game because it's it just kind of changes the entire dynamic of betting on this game with it sitting at two and a half versus three, three and a half, similar to the Bengals and Titans. And that's why the Titans got bet up to three and a half or three today. Yeah. So, Yeah. 
Um, very excited to watch this one. I mean, you look at what the Bills did over the back half of the season, right? They were six and four, and they end the, the end they end the season. Excuse me, at eleven and six, with those two losses being uh, the the Patriots' loss, which throw it out. The weather just completely ruined that game. It doesn't even really count. And then that overtime loss against the Buccaneers, where they came back in the second half and forced overtime. And then other than that, they're just win, 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 win. And we know the Bills are never going to be a team that turns into the Titans or turns into the Browns and is living with their run game. But once they got a tiny bit of balance with Devin Singletary, just making the run an actual threat that teams need to respect, then we saw Josh Allen get back to 2021 Josh Allen. And so I think that, you know, this is a similar, obviously very similar offense to what we've seen over the last couple of seasons, but maybe just that run threat existing that really hasn't existed for a couple of years now for the Bills makes them a little bit more dangerous than we've seen at any point uh, in this run that they've had as AFC contenders. So give me the Bills. I'm sure this will not be the last time that we talk about it. You're leaning Chiefs. I'm leaning Bills. You're leaning Titans. I'm leaning Bengals. So we're going to have to have some uh, AFC discussions the rest of the week here on Best on the Board as we get into the divisional round, what promises to be a very fun weekend of NFL playoff football. That's going to do it for us here on Best on the Board presented by BetMGM. For Andrew DeWitt, I am Michael Beller. We say, as always, happy betting. We'll talk to you soon. See you later.